the booming metroplex of Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. This is a major area in the country that is simply thriving right now in the real estate market. Hey everyone, if we haven't met yet, I'm Troy Sage, local realtor, where I'm dedicated to doing real estate differently and your host of Real Estate Talk. And in this episode, I had the honor of hanging out with Denise Donahue, the mortgage nerd, where we got to speak very openly unscripted and candid about what's happening in the real estate market here. In this episode, we're going to talk about the market, how many people are moving here, and if you should wait or you should buy now, no matter what the interest rates are. Check it out. Okay, Troy, so I've got so many clients that are asking me, but I really just deal with the numbers and the interest rates. But what are you seeing here in the DFW area as far as buyer demand or seller demand or price us like give us give us all the goods you have in there all the goods of what buyers are dealing with yes today. yeah um what buyers are seeing truly is a uh a lack of inventory which is pushing prices up or keeping them very steady we're still seeing multiple offers on most of the homes that are priced proper and the challenge that buyers are having is because they're listening to other sources of information is they feel that the market is crashed and they're waiting for that that fire sale on properties. Do you see a fire sale of properties in the near future? I personally don't see a fire sale because um, we just in this area there's so much demand. We have a yeah. supply and demand imbalance that I don't see a fire. I do predict that prices will stabilize a little bit more, but yeah. I don't see anything dropping like that. You know, it's interesting. I read an article and it said that every six minutes there's a family relocating here to DFW. And so when we think about inventory, it's like ever since the housing crash, builders got scared and they they stopped building. And we can monitor that by the number of permits that are pulled from builders. And then um, in the article, it was explaining how then you look at the number of families formed and over the last 10 years, the number of families formed has been generating a lot faster than the number of permits for new homes. And really since the 2017 mark, the compound effect of that shortage is really the snowball that's just been like growing and growing and growing. And it may not hold true for every county and every state, you know, across the U.S., but specifically here in DFW, if you have all these families formed and you don't have enough homes being built, you're not only competing for inventory for sellers who want to sell, and there's not a whole lot of sellers that want to sell with a 3% rate. Right they're opting to keep the home with the 3% rate versus sell it. We're calling them accidental landlords. And then um, now we've got to compete with every six minutes, there's a family from California or wherever, yeah. you know, so like I just don't see in the near future that we're going to get ahead of this inventory problem. And part of me thinks that that might be why the fed is keeping the rates where they are because Lord knows if they come down too fast, too quick, and we still have this inventory problem, we'll, we'll be back in 2021 bananas. For sure. You know? Yeah, for sure. And I, I read, a, a, I've been tracking um, the influx of people coming to the DFW area. And I read probably a similar article, it might, might have been the same article. But when I started running numbers, and if you think about this, 12.5, I don't know what 0.5 of a person is, but 12.5. <laughs> people. Maybe it's Siamese twins. Maybe. <laughs> every uh, uh, every hour moves to the 
uh, DFW area. I keep wanting to say DTW because I'm from Detroit and I just went right into a plane <laughs> thing, DFW area. Um, and the, the same report stated that 37 people a day are registering in the city of Frisco as residents. Wow. The, the point is there's over 100,000 plus people moving here on a regular basis from all over the country because of the jobs, because of a lot of reasons, right? Especially if they're moving from California. Yeah. Um, they don't have that income tax. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's a lot of differences here, especially the weather. So if you're moving here from California, understand the weather is totally bipolar. Yeah. It's crazy. It really here. is. I'm from here and, and I can tell you it's, I mean, this week is a perfect example. It's like super hot. And then next week it'll be like down in the eighties. So you just. And thank God our market isn't like that. Our yeah. market is a little bit calmer, but people need to understand that there are a lot of people moving here and you're exactly correct. The builders can't keep up with the uh, supply and, and trying to create enough supply. And then the feds came in and they, they raised the interest rates, which slowed things down in an attempt to stop this massive inflation. So, um, you know, what's next? Who knows? Yeah. I am hopeful that, you know, whenever there's an election year, things can change and they change quicker. So, you know, the people want lower interest rates. There's a lot of pent up first time home buyers that want to get into the homes. And so we feel very strongly that in the next 12 to 24 months, you're going to start to see the inflation rate come down. And when you start to see inflation rates come down, that's when actually the 30 year fixed rates will start to come down. But the million dollar question I always get is, okay, so I'm a buyer. Should I wait to buy when interest rates come down? And I've had the same question. So what I tell buyers all the time is um, look at your personal situation. Look at your personal finances. An example I gave today to a client was you're paying $3,000 a month to rent. Let's figure out what you can purchase at $3,000 a month because you know as a buyer you're getting zero equity out of this. You're not getting any chance of appreciation. You're spending $3,000 a month and you're getting no tax write-off on that. So what can you afford at $3,000 a month if you have a mortgage? Even with higher payments, if they play the long game, history has shown that real estate is always a solid investment. And I know we sound like typical real estate people, I know, yeah. but it's true. Yeah but, yeah, but you could look up the data to, to fact check that. But yeah, it's, I mean, if, even if you compare it to like gold and the stock market, the rate of return on real estate is, has historically been greater than of that of even probably like your 401k. And you get to use it. Mm -hmm. You get to enhance it. And added to that, because you brought up a great point, I think we have forgotten in the past 10 to 15 years that with real estate, you can generate generational wealth. 20 years ago, you didn't spend 1.5 to $3 million on that same ranch that you'd be buying today. Right. You probably bought it for a couple hundred thousand dollars. Right. So they got to use the property. There's the memories there. There's all kinds of greatness in building that generational wealth. And some of our clients are, are tapping into that. They're yeah, buying absolutely. investment properties or they're using their, their um, line of credit to uh, upgrade the property. Mm -hmm. We have definitely seen an increase in people leveraging their equity or even just money that they've had saved to buy investment properties, which is so interesting because you have some people who are paralyzed with the high rates and you have other people who are like, I want to buy more with the high rates. And I really think it's because they know when rates start to come down, you're going to have these buyers and sellers who have been sitting on the sidelines waiting and they're going to flood to the marketplace. And when that happens, demand 
increases. Now we have more people competing for homes that are listed and supply is limited and it's just going to drive that price up. So I think there's a lot of people who've been studying the market and studying real estate, again, especially here in DFW, saying, I don't care what the rate is. I'm going to buy as much, as many properties as I can because I can buy now at this sales price. And when rates come down, I can utilize our rate drop program. It's zero out of pocket. You can drop the rate, drop the payment. And now you have the current market rate, but at the sales price of the sales price is always cheaper yesterday than it will ever be tomorrow. Right. You know what I mean? We can't do anything about the sales price a year from now, but we can always change the interest rate. Right. And because we don't know what's going to happen a year from now. Right. And even if we anticipate a lower appreciation rate of even 3%, you're going to pay 3% more. And if interest rates go higher, it feels like a lot more than 3%. And you may not be able to purchase a home a year from now because of that little tiny 3% of appreciation. Right. This year, more than ever, we have been talking with people who are new to the states, um, people who've been self-employed for a year or potentially self-employed and they write all their income off. And what we're seeing is that a lender that they've spoken with, whether it be this year or year before, might have told them no. Whether it's a big bank, small bank, they've told them no, you can't get financing because of XYZ. And I just want the people to know that there are really two different types of loan programs available. There, the plain Jane and a little more exotic. That's the easiest way to describe it. The plain Jane, you probably went into the bank or maybe you were working with a plain Jane lender and so they didn't have that loan program available to you. So you didn't fit the box. But the more exotic type loans for people who are maybe new to getting their social security here or um, like I said, you, you're self-employed and you write all your income off, these exotic loans are available to you. And there are programs like we can look at the most recent 12 bank statements and calculate income off of your bank statements versus your tax returns, which is probably what the plain Jane lender did. And that's why you didn't qualify for a mortgage. So I just want the message to get out there that if for any reason you had looked at a, getting a home and getting a mortgage and they told you your credit or your income or your assets or whatever it is, I would love the opportunity to, to take a second look at that because we offer both. Majority of lenders only offer the plain Jane. That's, it's true. Um, and especially if you're going to a big institution, they're mm -hmm. only going to offer what that institution has. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's one of the things that my clients and myself appreciate about you and your team is that when we come to you and say, here's our unique situation, you look at things in, in a unique way. And yeah. if it can happen, it can happen. If it can't, then another thing that we appreciate is that you say it can't happen today, right. but here's a game plan to get you to that, that destination and what you're looking for. Absolutely. And now I I hope you enjoyed this episode of Real Estate Talk. And remember, this is part of a five-episode series where Denise Donahue, the mortgage nerd, and I sat down, spent a couple hours, and just openly unscripted talk about the real estate market here in the Dallas, Texas area. If you missed an episode or just want to revisit an episode, check the descriptions for the links. If you have questions for me or Denise, check the description. There are links so that you can reach us directly or you can always leave a comment. And if you found this information helpful, click subscribe and the bell so you're alerted every time I upload another video. Until next time, my friends, make it a great day.